I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Byte Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I, what I love about us is that we've gone through 50 episodes without having to restart the beginning. Like we always get the beginning like down. Like we never have to like. I don't know, but <laughs> that's a stellar example right here. Happy fifty! Oh my God, fifty episodes! We're fifty years old. No, I'm kidding. Oh my God, it's crazy. Like I feel like every podcast says this, and they're like, "I can't believe we're at fifty or like, and they hit the milestone. But like, literally, like I, I can't believe that we're at fifty. Well, it's a lot. And I think 50 is one of those numbers when you hit, it feels like, okay, this is a real podcast that's going to keep going. Yeah, I know. For like 50 more, 50,000 more. <laughs> I don't know how many more episodes. That's a 50,000. That's like, that's a lot of years. Yeah, that's that's maybe too many years. <laughs> too many years. Too many years of too many. Uh, think about how many porgs I would have by then. <laughs> I mean, presumably there's going to be some other cute nonsense eventually that will replace the porgs. Did you see the um, Forces of Destiny San Diego Comic-Con exclusive set with like Chewbacca and the porgs? <laughs> it's very cute and it has little baby porgs, little porglets. So, Which are sort of on the border of ugly cute. Okay. But have you seen Chewbacca? <laughs> yeah, he's weird looking, right? He looks like something from like the first couple Planet of the Apes movies. <laughs> I, I feel like there's no good Chewbacca. That's really a, difficult. Like, I don't get how it's so... Well, I, I like, the people that worked on it, obviously, like, good job. Like, you did great, sweetie. But, like... I just it must be like really hard like maybe it's expensive to do Chewbacca like maybe I don't know but like that's just like not Chewbacca I will say even even the hot toys Chewbacca or Chewbacca's I think there's been a couple of them that I've seen and consider hot toys are insanely realistic I mean they do an amazing job on pretty much everything even their Chewbacca there's something wrong with it yeah. Hmm, I don't know. And then even like the stuffed animal Chewbacca's. Like, okay, wait. I have oh, stuffed animal Chewbacca's are fucking terrifying. Nine times out of ten. I have like a little like. I think okay. 
forget. I think this is like from like do you remember when like Burger King did like the Star Wars like toys like way back when? Like no. They got like so for like Revenge of the Sith, they had like Burger King, like you know, you got you get a toy with your meal for your kids' meal. Like they had a bunch of like Star Wars toys. And I still have like one of the stuffed animal Chewbacca's. I have a couple of them because Rusty used to play with them. Oh he used to like the the Chewbacca ones. So for some reason we just had a bunch of Chewbacca's. So like I have one of them right here and like you can't even like really see his eyes because he's so like furry. But he's like not terrifying. I mean he's cute, but I think that the only the only Chewbacca's that I really like are the ones that are in a more cartoonish style or aren't trying to be realistic. Like the little itty bitty Chewbacca is cute. Some of the um like the Funko ones are adorable. When you cartoonify him, you can do an adorable Chewbacca, but any of the ones that are trying to look like Chewbacca it just looks strange. Yeah. Whenever I think of Funko Pop now, I think, you know the Funko Pop song? Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't listen to Now This Is Podcasting, um, a couple weeks back, Corey was talking about Funko Pops and Steel was like, someone should make this into a rap. And our Canto Pitch number one Dom uh, turned it into a rap of Corey talking about Funko Pops. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. <laughs> Because Corey talks about Funko Pops a lot. Clone Wars era Funko Pops. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Corey. He's coming down for Comic-Con. Oh, cool. I know. Uh, it's going to be fun hanging out with uh, all of them. Not, I'm not actually going to Comic-Con, but I'm going to be participating in Comic-Con things. So I'm like kind of nervous, kind of excited, because I've never been to Comic-Con. So... It should be fun. But they um, there's not really going to be a lot of Star Wars stuff at Comic-Con this year. Like, usually, like, there's, like, a booth or, like, there's, like, last year they had, like, a whole uh, Last Jedi area, I believe. But um, there's that Clone Wars panel that they're going to have. I believe Amy Hennig's, like, uh, hosting it. Okay. And there is just basically like 10 years of Clone Wars and there's a bunch of rumors going on with this. Like there's a bunch of rumors that either <laughs> they're going to release something like Clone Wars related, which I doubt, or like something Resistance because Resistance, Resistance is coming out in like the fall. Like I believe like October was like rumored. So... How would you feel <laughs> if you finish the Clone Wars and then they're like, guess what? There's more Clone Wars. Honestly, I, I don't know. Like, it just seems it would be incredibly strange considering they have another animated series that they're just about to launch. Yeah. Like, as as much as I, like, love and appreciate our friends and listeners who, like, love the Clone Wars and, like, think that there's going to be something released, like, from the Clone Wars or, like, about the Clone Wars. Like, I just don't think so. Like, I think that's just, like, the, the book is closed on that, unfortunately. Like, after the Lucasfilm Disney purchase, like, they had to say goodbye to Star Wars Clone Wars and begin 
rebels. So I really, I don't know. It's like, so it's uh, well. Did you listen to or watch uh, Steel Wars, um, his solo reaction panel? Yes. So Kyle Newman was on it. And do you remember when he was talking about how um, basically, so his wife, um, I forget his wife's name, but she played Ara Singh. Oh, okay. And there was supposed to be like a scene that she died. It's on Wikipedia here. Let me look it up. Um, like literally like they quote, they, they, um, Okay, perfect. All right. So, where is this? Dang it. It was like there was supposed to be like an episode of the Clone Wars of like her dying because like he um, revealed it. Here, let me. Oh, perfect. Um, so on Wikipedia, it says, in May of 2018, Kyle Newman revealed that Singh was planned to be killed in one of the unfinished episodes of the series. I forget by who, because he was supposed to play like a character, because that's why he knew. I forget which character he was supposed to play. I believe, uh, I need to re-listen to that episode. Well, I wasn't even, I was even there in the audience. Uh, but. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to that episode of Steel Wars, or all episodes of Steel Wars, you should watch them. Well, that'd be the thing about bringing Clone Wars back is that I know there's stuff that never got made, and there was, like, stuff that got, like, that turned basically got turned into the Dark Disciple book, but canon has changed probably at least some of the stuff that they had planned, like the same thing that we had the twit, the little nice nod to that in Solo. Yeah, well, that's the thing, though, is that, you know, maybe these people think that the Clone Wars has the power to, like, change canon again and, like, create some new stuff. Or, I don't know, though, like, I'm on team. They're showing stuff from Star Wars Resistance because, like, they just, like, what could, like, maybe they could show, like, you know, because they do, like, the character designs and, like, what went into creating, like, the costumes for the characters and everything. So they might do that. I don't know. Dave Filoni is so Dave Filoni. So you never know what he's going to do or if he's going to do anything. But I hope they stream the panel because I'm <laughs> I wanna, I'm curious of what Dave is going to pull out of that cowboy hat of his. Well, I mean, regardless of them streaming it, everybody's going to know what it was five seconds after it happens. I guess, but I'd like to, you know, like, I I enjoy the Clone Wars, you know? Like, I'm glad that they're having a 10-year anniversary panel. Like, I think that's cool, but I don't know. So, like, you've been on your Clone Wars journey. You just finished season four, and we'll talk about that. But... yeah. How overall, like, what do you think about the series? Like, do you think that it's overhyped? Like, do you think that it's underappreciated? I know that's not the answer, but what do you think? I think the stuff in it that is good is really quite good. But I think a lot of it is bullshit. 
Like, what parts do you think is bullshit? Well, I just think a lot of the episodes just aren't good and don't contribute much of anything to Star Wars. That's fair. Like, mostly, a lot of it is just me finding myself bored. Or being annoyed at how stupid the characters are. I just, I wish it was a more cohesive story. Yeah. I I like anthologies, but it's not, it's not quite enough of an anthology. It's sort of not one or the other. Yeah. And I don't like the fact that it jumps around in time. Hmm. Yeah, like, there's, like, um, they have websites everywhere of, like, how you should watch The Clone Wars. And it's, like, you do a couple episodes first, and then the movie, and then a couple episodes from season five, and then you go back to season one, and then you go back to season two. Like, it's it's really interesting. But I don't know. Like, when The Clone Wars was on TV... I never really watched it until like season four, season five. Like I remember watching the Umbara arc on TV and I was happy that there was Star Wars con- or material on TV. But like I felt like you, like I thought that, you know, it was a waste of time and that, you know, I wasn't really for like Ahsoka Tano at first. Like I thought that it was fucking batshit crazy that Anakin Skywalker had a Padawan and even though in episode three, he can get the rank of master, why the fuck does he have a Padawan? Like, but, um, then Maul came back and I was, that's what hooked me into the Clone Wars was that bringing back Darth Maul and having him and Obi-Wan do all that stuff. But I was disappointed that, um, I mean, we'll go and do it. Like when you get to those, ep- actually, wait. Oh no, these were those episodes. So I'll wait for that. I'll put put a pen in that and go back to that. But I do I do wonder how I would have felt differently if I was watching it on TV at the time. But I also wonder how Clone Wars would be received if it were coming out today when we're, there's all sorts of other Star Wars content. It's so weird because I feel like, uh, you know, Star Wars fans, like, it, it, a lot of them are, I don't want to say, like, problematic, but, like, we're very critical over a lot of Star Wars material. Like, I feel like I personally am very, like, overcritical about, like, Star Wars Rebels because, you know, I'm an adult female. Like, I'm not the targeted audience for this. But still, it's Star Wars material. You know, I have a podcast. I talk about it. But if... I, I don't think it's overcritical to, like, be critical. I guess. I don't think we have to like things just because we like Star Wars. And that's like, look, I hear that from a lot of my Star Wars friends. And if you have that mentality, that's great. That mentality of, well, it's not very good, so it's Star, but it's Star Wars, so I like mm-hmm. it. But I, don't, I don't have that with anything. You know, like, I felt like that about Solo. Like, after... You know, I saw Solo, you know, we gave the review. I was like, yeah, it's a fine movie. But, like, it hit me that, like, I just thought it was fine. Like, I didn't. I liked it, but I didn't love it. And, like, that made me, like, kind of sad because it's like we're not going to have any other Star Wars movies until December of 2019. And I don't know. I know that 
you know, I was prepared for it because obviously like the marketing for this movie sucked. And like, I saw that like way back, like when the last Jedi came out, I'm like, okay, we're having another star Wars movie, but why isn't it known that we're having another star Wars movie by like just casual star Wars fans? Like just if the marketing was better and just if not, if the movie was better, but if some parts of the movie were better, like maybe I would have enjoyed it more, but then we got an email about that too, but we'll discuss it then. But I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm like that where it's like, you know, it's star Wars. So I love it. But at the same time, it's like, I feel bad when I'm being critical, but that's just me feeling bad about shit. I shouldn't feel bad for. And that's just me, but I'm not going to feel bad about not liking something. I don't know. Well, cause it's like, I feel bad cause I see like my friends like it and I'm like, Oh, like, I wish I felt the same way, like getting like seeing them get like really excited, like seeing people get really emotional about like The Last Jedi. Like I, I barely cried during The Last Jedi. Like, you know, even like with the Luke and Leia scenes, like I felt heartless because like, you know, I, I saw a bunch of tears I witnessed, you know, but it's like I never like fucking broom boy was the one that got me like teary-eyed and i'm like really like out of all those things but then it's like i watched a movie like rogue one and like that that destroyed me because either seeing like darth vader and all that but i don't know like not that it doesn't like make me feel like more of a fan that i don't like or if I got, like, more emotional over things. But it's, like, sometimes I wish I had more emotions over, you know, things like that. But at the same time, the fact that I can, you know, talk about, like, not liking something. It's, like, showing that, you know, I have emotions. Like, not positive ones, but emotions. But. Hmm, I don't know. Um, so, do you want to get into uh, your episodes of The Clone Wars that you watched? Speaking of not liking things. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. I, I just I just don't care for it. Like, I know this is an arc that people are, are really into, but I find Savage annoying. I don't... There's a lot of, like, screaming to the heavens in these episodes between Savage and Maul. I don't have time for it. Uh, who's voicing Maul and Clone Sam Whitworth. Yeah, I don't like it. <clears throat> No, nah, I'm sorry. Like, it's not even that he's bad. It's just that he doesn't sound like Darth Maul. Like, Peter Serafinowicz has a really distinct voice. Yeah, I wish he was voicing Maul. Like, no offense to Sam Witwer. But, uh, go on. I just feel like there's there's a lot of voices in the Clone Wars that are much closer to their movie counterparts than Maul is. And I didn't like Crazy Maul. I just found it annoying. The whole, like... I hate that portrayal of insanity, the whole, like, maniacal, laughing, modern gear. Like, I just think it's kind of gross. The I hated the, sp- I hate the robot spider legs. I think it's stupid. Uh, like, the only thing I really liked in this episode was when Ventress comes along. Because I think the scenes with her and Obi-Wan were really good and funny and like had some cool fighting in them. But I just sort of liked them working side by side and sniping at each other. At one point, Obi-Wan is like suggests that they they like get out of there. And she makes some comment about 
running away and he's like well i learned from the best like because she always runs and i'm like that's such a like that's a smart funny line i like her so much and i like obi-wan and i think they have like just fun adversarial chemistry so it's cool to see them fighting together but again like there's like five times in these episodes where people scream to the heavens and i just i can't yeah, like, I agree with, like, the weird mall in the beginning when he's just like, uh, it's like he's just making all those noises for, like, 30 minutes. And then, like, you take him to the Night Sister and he's like, okay, I'm back to normal. The Clone War started without me. Cool. Let's go get Obi-Wan. And then I just remember that scene of, like, it was all dark in the Jedi Temple. And then Yoda's like, Maul's back. And I'm like, how the fuck do they know that? Like, they just get, like, their spidey senses and they're like, oh, yeah, Maul, he's here. And then they tell Obi-Wan and he's like, I thought I killed him. What the fuck? And then, um. And the fact that Obi-Wan goes off on his own. And I think it's Mace who suggests that they, like, send a whole fleet with him. To, like, no, Darth Maul is, is too dangerous. But I'm like, no, that's why you send an, or at least, like, take another fucking Jedi with you. Well, he did, didn't he? It's just him. Mm, okay. Him... I don't know. Like, I maybe he just like felt like this was a battle that he needs to finish himself. But at the same, that's stupid. Yeah, that's so stupid. That's not like it's just dumb, and it's because that's the more dramatic like character thing to do. But it's stupid. Like Darth Maul is too dangerous to the galaxy. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So, like, the way he gets Obi-Wan to come is by, like, basically going to this planet and threatening a whole bunch of people and, like, rounding up and starting to kill them. Oh, yeah, because isn't that, um, oh, no, because never mind, the hologram was the one how they found out about Savage. No, it wasn't that, like, the, they had this, like, hologram and then, like, Darth Maul was, like, being, like, come here, Obi-Wan, like, but I don't know, either that or I'm, a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know either, but I mean, what's new? Um, how many episodes was this arc? Thankfully, only two. Okay, good. And then you're done with season four. Yes. Okay. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm 100% sure if, Asa- if Asajj is um, in the in any any more episodes in the next season i'm checking right now because i'm about to start kind of like a not a rant but okay no i don't want to play a video thank you um okay i'm wrong she's in a couple episodes and um in the next season but I really wish, okay, so, like, it's not really a spoiler, but we don't see Asajj and Obi-Wan together again. And not that I, like, think that they should be, like, this, like, power duo, but I really liked their interactions in this arc, and I wish that she had more screen time in 
either like the next season or like the season after because like obviously she's only in a couple episodes next season but like they had a chance to really put her in this series and I feel like they fucked up and they didn't yeah and like that's why I really liked like I remember watching these on TV and being like holy shit like Obi-Wan Adventures together I'm like sign me up I'm right here but like and then, like, that's the part of the anthology sucks. That thing that sucks is that, okay, they put Asajj here, and then, like, the next episode is about something totally different. Like, you would want them to continue where they left off, but then, of course, it's Clone Wars. Like, they're going to start with something completely different, you know? So I see that. But, you know, it makes me think, too. It's like, the- Clone Wars is great and everything, but, like, I feel like sometimes it's really overhyped. Like, yeah. And I, again, like, not that I feel bad, but just, like, but I don't know. It's just, it's it's interesting because it's, like, having you, like, rewatch this series, it's, like, it's making me realize, like, okay, like, this show was good, but it's, like, that's it. Like, it wasn't anything, like, oh, my God, this is so great. Like, obviously, like, the creation of Ahsoka Tano, like, that's fantastic. Like, a, like, a main character, like, female Jedi, you know, other than Rey, I mean, like, that's amazing that, you know, we got that, like, so like 10 years ago you know but i don't know like there's other things in the series that suck like uh what was it ash crozen put something on twitter the other day it was like which star wars character is the most punchable (laughs) and (laughs) you put the detective guy from the clone wars (laughs) i don't like that guy me too like just the way that his animation is it just pisses me off like he just like i want to go into star wars and punch him But I don't know. Um, do you know what episodes um, you're starting off with in season five? The, whatever the first episodes of season five are. Okay, that's fair. Um, so like, were you like obviously like you're like disappointed in this arc other than the uh, Sash stuff? I mean, disappointed would imply that I had some sort of like expectations for it. Hmm. Okay, that's I thought fair. the spider legs were. St- like worse than I thought, but that was about it. And I thought the talking snake was stupid. But oh yeah, the talking snake. Let's get into him. So he's no. <laughs> no. just an annoying talking snake. There's more like annoying, crazy laughter. His voice is super irritating. Yeah, I wonder why Dave Filoni is just like, let's create a Jedi snake, or I don't know if it's George or him anymore, like, whatever stuff is being created, you know, because it's like, it's such a blur now, like, in the beginning, you can obviously tell, like, what stuff George wasn't putting in the series and what stuff Dave, but, like, now it's like, I don't even fucking know. Like, obviously, like, bringing Ball back was, like, a George Lucas uh, decision, but then it's like, Katie Lucas sits in episodes, too, so you have to think about that, too, but she's great, so... I don't know. But uh, do you have any, like, differing opinions of, like, any prequel characters now? Like, do you see them, like, more, like, in a positive light, like Obi-Wan and Anakin? Or do you, like, still feel the same about them? I mean, I'm always, I always am fine with Obi-Wan. Like, I think he's an asshole. Mm -hmm. But I think he's, you know, a fine character. Anakin, I, he's stupider than I thought he was. That's mostly what I think. Yeah, that's fair. 
I didn't like the voice actor for Anakin for the longest time. Like now that I'm kind of used to it, but it's the voice actress for Padme that I just, I can't. But that's just me. Um, Favorite characters? You know who my favorite characters are. I like Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. I like Ventress. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Least, there we go. Least favorite. I mean, Grievous probably. Hmm. I'm not sure if we get much of him in season five. You know, then again, it's like, I feel like they could have done, like, I, I get the whole anthology thing of, like, different adventures and different episodes, but, like, I feel like they could have used, like, some more characters, like, better, you know? Like, they could have had more, like, you know, they, like, they have, like, kind of, like, a Mace Windu arc in, like, the season six, but, like, they could have done, like, more, like, character arcs, like, Kiati Munt, or Kiati Mundi, or I, whatever his name is pronounced, I always forget. Um, you know, because it's a lot of just like Anakin and Obi Wan and Ahs- and Ahsoka. Like you get kind of like a Ventress arc. Like I don't know. Like I feel like we had the opportunity to get to know some of these characters, but I feel like you know, like we didn't really get to know like Grievous. You know, that'd been interesting. Like I would have liked like a more like Dooku centric arc. You know, like I. I wish that we would have gotten to know some of these characters more other than just like being like, oh, this person's bad. That's it. You know, like why did Count Dooku decide to, you know, go from being a Jedi to going to the Separatists, you know, or to, you know, be the apprentice of Palpatine, you know, like that's still kind of hazy. (sighs) Well, I don't know, but um, what's been, do you have like a favorite season? <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't, I don't remember what happened when. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I mean, the first season's shit, but other than that. The first season shit. Yeah, I agree. The first season wasn't too hot of the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But, um, all right. But again, I don't really think there's anything, any like Star Wars news this week. Like I thought I had some like Galaxy's Edge scoop, but. Um, I'll have to dig down deep and find it for next week, but it's, it's kind of interesting, but, um, I don't know. Nothing's been released about like Carrie, more about Carrie Russell and star Wars, like nothing about Lando, like any, no official statements, you know, just normal star Wars stuff. Um, but yeah, Emily, do you have anything, any star Wars news that you want to? add to the non-Star Wars news news? No, there hasn't really been anything. Alright. That's fair. Um, do you want to get to we have a top three this week? Or um, I'm not sure how many that we might have to make up for all the weeks that we didn't do top threes. Um, That's fine. We'll get to them like as we get to the other emails, but we can just do one of them for now if you want. Okay. Um... um do you want to start off with Rebecca's top three? Sure. Okay. So Rebecca sent in an email today because Rebecca's amazing and everyone who sent an email are amazing. And I'm like so humbled that 
you know, like that we get emails from our listeners and that, you know, you retweet our podcast and everything and you listen and it, it means a lot. Like I was listening to an episode of Blue Harvest the other day and like Haas was talking about like how sometimes he just like thinks it's like silly that, you know, he does a podcast, but then it's like, you know, people are just like really wonderful and kind in this community. And like, that's how I feel like right now. Like I just so humbled and just like, God, like people actually listen, you know, like people listen to this, you know, like people are buying our merch. Like it's crazy. But. Yeah, it's really it's really cool to to see that, and we always love we especially love hearing from new people. I mean, obviously, it's cool to hear from our friends like Rebecca and King Tom and Dom and everybody. But it's it's neat to know that we've reached people outside of that circle. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Like just hearing people like just the really kind things you have to say about us in the podcast and especially like right now you know with everything going on in fandom and people talking about positive Star Wars podcasts including us like uh now this is podcasting like Jason was talking about you know us and like how you know just about like us as podcasters and you know and Rebel Girl like they were talking about like great star wars podcasts and they mentioned us like two star wars podcasts that you know i've like looked up to for like two years now like mentioning us like that's it's humbling and it's just it's it's great and um i i'm done being sappy for now i'll be sappy later but um okay so rebecca says ladies in all caps um new top three so she had top three before but she uh wanted to create a new top three so uh it is top three favorite moments in star wars fandom uh she says it could be personally or just the fandom in general hers are uh number three the announcement that there would be more star wars movies after disney bought lucasfilm number two finding out that you two have a podcast because you're pretty and funny and nice (laughs) oh rebecca shout out to everyone that retweeted our podcast and talked about how pretty and how nice we were and how great at podcasting we were appreciate you guys so much all right and uh number one of hers uh she said a few years ago i was searching for star wars podcasts recorded by women and stumbled upon rebel girl from there on i found the rest of pods and making star wars which led me to making some pretty awesome friends in the fandom including you lovely ladies but a pretty awesome moment in my life in general i'm super thankful to have met and talked to so many awesome people that share my love for star wars and thank you ladies or thanks and thankful you ladies are part of that okay hopefully this gets you before you record bye (laughs) that's so sweet thank you yeah thank you rebecca so what are your top three fandom moments Hmm. um well i feel like mine is like the same with uh, Rebecca's like number three, like the the Disney purchase of Lucasfilm, like that was a big moment for like a lot of us. I unfortunately i I took it like really hard at first. Like I was very like Disney's gonna ruin my childhood kind of person. Like in the very beginning, like if you met me like five hundred years ago, like you'd want to murder me, and I am okay with that because I deserved that. But after seeing all the force awakens stuff like i was really like really excited again but um 
God, I think my number two will have to be The Force Awakens. Like, just seeing that and the hype for that was, like, some of the most, like, memorable times for me. Like, um, a a couple years back, it was, like, 2014 and 2015, like, I was going through, like, a really – a lot of stuff. And, like, my mental health was, like, not really great. And – is seeing all the stuff for Star Wars like that got me like out of the dumps at times, you know, like seeing like the the trailer, like the Chewbacca home trailer. Like I remember like sitting there and just like sobbing and just being like so excited for Star Wars again. Like that was the light at the end of the tunnel for me was Star Wars, which is why like my number one is, um, my number well, my number one is you know finding Star Wars podcasts and finding like everyone like I talk about this a lot like I vividly remember like you know I started a new job didn't like all my friends moved away like I was sad and I'm like cool I have nothing thanks and I was on SoundCloud and I searched Star Wars podcasts and that's how I found now this is podcasting and through them you know I found Steel Wars I found you know, Rebel Girl. I found, like, so many different podcasts, like Rogue One. Then I found The Sith List. (laughs) Then I found my boyfriend. And then I found, like, I found so many of, like, friends that I know I'm going to have, like, for the rest of my life, like, through Star Wars. Like, I didn't think that I would find, like, so many amazing people, like, through fandom, like, Star Wars. Like, a lot, especially in, like, now, like, people say that the Star Wars fandom is, like, really toxic. And, like, I agree to a point. But at the same time, it's, like, so wonderful. And the people that I've met are just, like, so amazing. And I'm so thankful to have all you guys in my life. And especially you, Emily. Like, Aww. you're one of my closest friends. And I-, I love you so much. I love you too, sweetie. <laughs> Why did I put on makeup before this? <laughs> you put on makeup to podcast? <laughs> no, I'm I'm going out after this. So it's a date day. So, okay. yeah. Um, but what are your top three Star Wars fandom moments? Um, number three is probably when, I mean, it's, it's sort of, it's not like exactly just one event, but, uh, Steel Saunders, for those who don't know, in addition to doing his amazing Steel Wars podcast, does a podcast called I Love Green Guy Gutters, which I was listening to for a couple of years. And then. When he announced he was doing a Star Wars podcast, like in the lead up to The Force Awakens, I'm like, well, I haven't really been into Star Wars for a while, but I really like Steel. He's really funny. And, you know, I used to love Star Wars. So let's just see if I can get excited about Star Wars again. And Steel and his guests were so, like, enthusiastic. <laughs> and Steel's enthusiasm, if you've ever listened to it, it's it's very contagious. It's hard to not <laughs> be excited about something that Steel Saunders is excited about. So that sort of sparked my love for it again. Now, granted, if I hadn't liked The Force Awakens, that probably would have been the end of it. But I also just feel <laughs> I I wouldn't have enjoyed the force awakens nearly as much without all the build-up and the like listening you know every week as more news came out and he talked to different people and hearing all these different opinions and all these people being really excited for it it, it would have been a much different experience if i didn't have that 
And that also leads me to my second one because it was through Steel that I found Rogue One, a podcast for winners, mm-hmm. and Blue Harvest, and Making Star Wars, and Rebel Girl. And that really led me to a community of people. And then it wasn't just, I'm listening to this podcast anymore. It was, oh, these are people I'm actually friends with. And um, yeah, like it was cool last year, New York Comic Con, a bunch of us in the area met up after, after the show one night. And so I finally, you know, I got to meet Johnny Grasso in person. And I got, I got to meet Michael Pappas and I got to meet Fernando (laughs) and Colleen and all these like people I had been friends with, but only knew online and just being around those people, even when we weren't talking about Star Wars was really cool. And, you know, I spent like I spent an hour on the phone with Grasso the other day and we weren't talking about Star Wars. We were just we were just talking about personal stuff because we're friends. And if Star Wars disappeared tomorrow, we'd still be friends. And and that goes, you know, obviously goes for you and Rebecca and Colleen and all these other people that I bonded with through the movie about space wizards. <laughs> it's and, just crazy. Yeah. And so then I guess my number one is probably starting this podcast. Because <laughs> it's been, I don't know, I just, I like, I mean, it's a couple of things. One, it's, it's good for me to have a thing that I do every week. Mm-hmm. Like I have a project that I'm committed to and there's somebody else involved with it. So I have to do it. And I don't want to say <laughs> have to, like I don't like doing it, but you know, just, yeah. it's so easy yeah. to not do something if you just happen to not be feeling it. And then the next thing you know, four weeks have gone by and you haven't done it. But this is something that I do every week. And I always end up having a good time while we're doing it. Even if beforehand I'm like, I just want to take a nap. <laughs> Same. And it's it's been cool to hear from people who listen to the show and like the show and who are interested in what we have to say. I'm not I'm not good at believing that people have an interest in knowing what I think about things. And so when it turns out that people do like to listen to us and do like to hear our perspective, that's, that's really cool. And it's really reassuring. It is like, I remember like in the very beginning, like my insecurities were that, you know, people, you know, wouldn't believe that I was a Star Wars fan because it's like, I would say like, I would be like, um, yeah, or, you know, or I, you know, didn't have an opinion on something or like a strong opinion. But like now it's like, I don't know, like, not that I like don't give a fuck what people think. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if I say something and someone says like, yeah, you know what Brittany said last week, I agree with like that just like means like so much that like, you know, but people are listening and that people like take what we say and that they enjoy like what content we put out every week. Like it's, again, humbling and it's, just, it's, it's crazy. And it means so much that, you know, like, you know, it's like we're creating like a community, you know, it's like, you know, we are like the people that listen to us it's like they they know or like the inside jokes of the podcast like that you love mendo and i have a poor addiction and yeah, when <laughs> people bring up 
sort of like our idiosyncratic shit like when when people like chris willis mentions a lot the um the gasp that i do when like whenever you mention like movies you haven't seen or something <laughs> and, like for me like it's not even something i noticed that i did but as soon as he pointed it out i'm like oh my god that is totally a thing that i do all the time and it's it's funny because because it's something that i've always picked up on in other podcasts Mm-hmm. And so the fact that people pick up on that stuff in our podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah, we are a real podcast. I know <laughs> that, you know, people like they say things about us or it's like they laugh about, you know, like how we say things or like the things that we do. You know, it's like it's really funny or it's like if people like come up to me and they're like, oh, like they talk about my porgs or that's like my favorite thing is that like, you know, like I was talking about like one episode, like how I wasn't sure about if I wanted to get a minor in sociology. And I remember at uh, Steele's li- last live show, like Dom was talking to me. He's like, hey, so like, did you decide if you're going to do that minor yet? And it's like, you know, like people is like you have a conversation about something and then like off the podcast, like someone is like, hey, like, how's this going? Like, it's 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 so sweet. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think it's great. But oh, yeah, yeah. An update on that. No, no, oh, no okay. minor, <laughs> no minor in sociology. Fuck sociology. I'm done with college. I'll be done December. It's official. Got everything signed off. All I have to do is pass all my classes. So Yay. Yay. But there's just there's something really like and it's not to it's not like I don't I don't think it's conceited to say it's it's really cool to know that people enjoy what you do. And mm-hmm. you know, one example is when when I wrote some uh erotic fanfic for Steel to perform at the Making Star Wars Network party at Celebration last year. Like, I was terrified. <laughs> Genuinely, like, sick to my stomach. Could not be online when I knew it was happening because I knew people would be tweeting. That's how, that's how nervous I was about it. And then I woke up to all these tweets about how how much people enjoyed it, and when and when Steele put it up on on the Patreon, and I could hear people laughing at this thing that I wrote. It was it was it was really special. I mean, it was such a stupid thing, but it was really special that people liked it. I still remember when I was listening to that at work. I remember, I believe it was like a Saturday morning. I was there by myself and just, I like, you know, they said that someone named Emily Lynn wrote it. And I was like, I don't know who this person is, but I want to be their best friend. Like, <laughs> just like, and then I remember because you're on some live show, like episodes of Steel Wars, the, the call-in shows when you used to do those like call-in shows. And I remember being like so nervous. I'm like, you can't make a fool out of yourself in front of Emily Lind. <laughs> like, you got it. You, you got to be on your best behavior, Brittany. <laughs> Which is funny because that's how exactly I, it was with me when I first met Steel. Really? Well, because I had listened to Steel for like five years, and then we met at LA Podfest, and I was super nervous. And then I met him and I, talked to him for like two minutes. I'm like, oh, no, he's actually like the nicest dude in the world. I remember uh, like one of my first memories of Steel was um, I met him at his uh, show that he did with uh, Jenny Nicholson and I forget the other guy's name. But um, 
I remember, like, for some reason, like, I thought it'd be funny if I would get eyeliner and write yub nub on my eyelids. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, I was, I don't know. I, I still don't know. But then, like, I told him, and he's like, wow, that's some, like, Raiders, Raiders of the York shit. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember, like, so how nice he was. Like, I remember, like, that's where I met, like, Dom, and I met Rashad and Justin, and a bunch of people. It's where I met Aaron Boyd, you know, like so many of our like Star Wars friends, you know, like that's where we met. And then it's like half a year later or like more or, like almost a year later is like we're all hanging out at Disneyland, you know, like it's insane. Yeah. And I know I know I know it sounds like we're talking about steel a lot, but that's because <laughs> our podcast literally wouldn't exist. Yeah. Well, he's he's my yeah. brother now, <laughs> except that we, you know, we met through steel show. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so we owe we owe him a lot and also, you know, a big a big shout out to Jason Ward who gave us a lot of technical advice when we were first starting out. Like told me equipment I should buy and stuff like that. Um you know, so thank you to him. Thank you to Amanda for for like having us on Rebel Girl and for all the times they've they've retweeted and mentioned our show, that's really cool. Like same with same with the Sith list, uh, Rogue One, Johnny Grasso, I love you dearly, you know that. <laughs> um, and, we need and, to have him on. Yeah, we do. And you know, and Hawes at Blue Harvest, who's also just one of those people I know. Whenever I have a question about anything, he's he's somebody I can reach out to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to think of like people I want to thank too, but it's like literally like that same list of people like oh, Jason. Oh, oh Robbo yeah. for doing our theme song. Robbo. I love Robbo. Like every, God, he's great. It, guys need to be a patron to steal because the Robbo reports, like I look forward to listening to that whenever there's a new episode. Like he's, they're just so great together. But um, I'm trying to think of like people, but yeah, I want to thank like Jason too. Cause like, he's really helped us. Like, you know, whenever I want to go like get advice from him, like he's always there, you know, he's just a phone call away. Like he's been so kind to like Rusty and I, you know, like, and same with Amanda. Like I've looked up to Amanda since like I met her. Like I was so nervous to meet Amanda when I first Aww. met her. Like I was wearing my rebel girl shirt and like Dawn made me go up and say hi to her. And I think the first thing I said to her was like, um, I love your podcast. <laughs> but and then you know like with steel and everyone too like you know we bonded in line at d23 you know like that's where like you know rusty and i got to know like steel and jason and now like we're friends you know it's like we we hang out at places like i was talking to steel the other night at the sithless show and it is he's great um haas and johnny too like they're just so great like in the very beginning too like you know i talked to haas or talked to Johnny and just like they're just so kind like everyone's so uh, I just love yeah, everyone and, and Mikey too because I've met him a couple times now at the at the like Rogue One and Sith List meetups that we've had out here and he's just genuinely one of the sweetest dudes I've ever met oh my god I'm so jealous you know it's like all the east coast people you get to meet like I'm so jealous but then it's like you know we've we've I like I've had the opportunity to meet like Haas and Jesse like two of like the nicest people in the world like oh my god and then god I'm trying to think I'm leaving I'm leaving people out oh yeah Will from Blue Harvest too he's so sweet so fucking nice 
like I remember like he's just like Rusty's just such a cool like I just hearing like you know it's like you can say nice things about me like I I love that thank you but it's like when you talk about like how nice and kind like my little brother is like that just like melts my heart like I was talking to Steel the other night and he's like Rusty is just like such a gem like he's just such a fresh air like he's a wonderful member of this community to have and like as a sister like that's just like so nice to hear just yeah. you know like this little boy talking about chilies all the time you know <laughs> like yeah. it's just and let's see oh shout out to rusty for when he filled in when i was sick and shout out to aaron from okc who filled in shout yeah. out to rebecca for being so far our only actual guest when we were both on shout out to my dad <laughs> oh damn <laughs> For Lily to come on and talk about watching The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. And shout out to all the podcasts that have had us on, like The Sith List, Rebel Girl, Blue Harvest, um, Imperial Senate Podcast. Fun fact, that was the first podcast I was ever on. Oh, so cool. Charlie Ashby's podcast, yeah. Um, who else? Um, Fernando. Yeah, I love Fernando. We used to do a little thing together, but unfortunately, that didn't work out. But, but not because of Fernando. Like Fernando's fucking amazing. But Fernando's again, just genuinely a good person. He is. Oh, and and of course, um, Eric Struthers, who's oh, like Eric. again nicest dude in the world. I'm so sad I haven't met him in person yet, but. Somebody I know, whenever I need anything, I can go to. Like, I hit him up for advice a couple times when we were first starting out and having some technical difficulties. And he, despite him being insanely busy and having an actual life and kids and shit like that, is always, always willing to help out. Oh, God. I just remember meeting him and just how much of a delight that was. Him in uh, Dallas. I I got to meet him in Dallas at the same time. That was great. Now I got to meet Luke. Luke, where are you? <laughs> but yeah, shout out to them. Um, trying to think of like who else. Shout out to Will Communication. I was on. Uh, I was on their podcast a couple episodes ago. They're fantastic. I feel like God. I feel like I'm like missing someone. I'm gonna be like, God damn it, I miss them, and I'm gonna feel really bad. Oh, and also, also Tracy, who who boosts us sometimes, even though she's not, you know, doing a Star Wars podcast anymore. She's mm-hmm. always great. And also just like a cool person to talk to on Twitter. Yeah, she's funny. Um, oh yeah, shout out to um yeah, everyone from Now This Podcasting, Sal. He is so f- fucking sweet. Like really nice. Like you can sit down and have like a like five hundred hour long conversation with him. Like he's just amazing. Randy's great. Corey stories. He has the best stories. Um. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Everyone. and we have a lot of emails to get to, so we should probably do that. All right. Um, I'll go down from the very bottom. All right. Um, Andy Campbell, fuck Mary Kill out of these droids. If it works, no, it works. Who would you fuck Mary Kill? IG eighty eight three PO K two S O. All right, Emily. Oh yeah, and he says thanks and happy fiftieth, Andy. All right. Okay, what are the choices again? IG-88, 3PO, K2SO. Okay, well, IG-88... Mm, oh, no. Okay. 3PO's dying. Yeah. Um, 
Hmm. I. IG88, I think I'm going to marry because being married to K2 would get old real fast. Yeah, I believe so. Like he's not as annoying as 3PO. And he's certainly funnier than 3PO, but he's also just miserable all the goddamn time. But I would rather fuck him than 3PO. So, marry IG88, fuck K2, and kill 3PO. Yeah. Um, I know I'd fuck K2SO, but I'm kind of an iffy side on if I want to kill 3PO or marry 3PO, because, like, IG-88, like, that motherfucker could kill you. Like, uh, like I want to be able to outrun, you know, like, if, if something happens, like, I know that IG-88 could kill me, so I have to kill him first. So that's probably why I'd kill him and marry 3PO, because, like, you can turn off 3PO whenever. Like, you can do a Princess Leia on the Falcon and Empire Strikes Back and just, like, turn him off because he's being annoying. And then turn them on when you like you need something, you know. So that's my answer. Okay. Thank you, Andy. Uh, do you want to read Jim's email? Sure. Okay, we got one from Jim, and it is titled "50th Episode Email." Dear Canto Bite Dispatch. Before I get to my email, I want to congratulate you on your 50th episode. The podcast has been such fun to listen to, and I appreciate the work both you put in to allow me to listen to some great Star Wars content. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait for the next 50 episodes. Oh, thank you, Jim. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, especially, uh, again, Jim, somebody I I didn't know prior to doing the podcast, but then he started to write in, and he's awesome, and we like him. Anyways, on to my email. (laughs) I want to eat a porg. I mean, hey. did you see that thing Chewbacca was cooking? It looked amazing. If I'm on Octo, do, how is it pronounced again? Octo, Octo. I'm saying I'm saying Octo. Octo. <laughs> and those turtle ladies roll up with that roast. I'm definitely eating it. Now you may say that's great, but I'm never going to get to eat one. But I've been thinking that eventually we're going to get to the point where genetics allows us to design animals, and you know Disney is going to make porgs for their theme park. My plan then is to go to Disneyland and steal a porg to eat. Clearly, this is in the future ways. So in the meantime, I've been trying to decide the best cooking options. I have a few different ones. First, I thought about doing it Chewbacca style and just roasting it. Probably use a nice brine ahead of time and stuff some butter and herbs under its skin. I would imagine serving this with a rice pilaf and maybe some asparagus. Also, a dry red wine would go excellent. Secondly, I might try smoking it. My initial thought was to use some cherry wood, but I think this might be up for debate. It should probably have enough fat, those guys aren't small, but I think it would lend lend itself to slow cooking with smoke. Served with some garlic mashed potatoes and sweet corn, it would be fantastic. Probably pair it with a nice IPA. Finally, the method I'm most leaning towards is wings. I mean, those pork definitely have wings, so I imagine we should be able to get some good ones for frying. I would need to steal some more porgs to get a dozen or so wings, but that's a road I can cross when I get there. I would fry them up and slather them in some nice hot buffalo sauce. Then, as is common by me, I would run them through a pizza oven for a nice oven searing. Oh, that sounds really good. It would make the skin all nice and crispy while leaving the meat juicy. 
Serve it with some blue cheese dressing and a couple cans of Miller Lite. I'm a Miller man and won't apologize for that. <laughs> and it would be a great meal. Anyway, I'm curious if there are any more like-minded individuals who want to eat a pork. Any other cooking tips you might suggest? Keep up the great work, your pork-eating canto bitch, Jim. P.S. I'm also planning on selling a canned version of porgs called Cape Chewy's Awesome Porg Entree. I will say this. That porg that Chewbacca is cooking looks fucking delicious. And as long as I didn't have to kill it myself, I would probably eat porg. I imagine it tasting similar to like duck or goose. Like a little, it's more probably more gamey than chicken. But fatty and succulent and delicious, especially if you roast it. Hmm. <laughs> I gotta stay on brand. I gotta stay on brand. So the the first option that made me hungry. The the roasting it. Putting some butter and herbs under the skin. Maybe like a, a red wine. I, I'd want to pair it with like a white wine. I'm more of a white wine person, so I'd want to find a way to pair it with like a white wine. But, uh, God. And then when the skin's all crispy. God, I gotta stay on brand. Gotta stay on brand. I do it like Peking Duck. You know, I never had goose though. Goose is good. Really? Yeah, it's pretty strong and it's very fatty, but it's delicious. Hmm. And then you can do goose fat potatoes where you cook the potatoes and like you fry the potatoes in the goose fat. I bet pork fat potatoes would also be amazing. Mm. Yeah, duck's good. I've had it with like noodles, like Mongolian style. Oh, like, uh, so good. So good. Oh, I'm craving that. Oh, God damn it. Um, I, I applaud this email for being very creative, like thinking of ways to, uh, cook pork. Unfortunately, I have to stay on brand and say that I would not eat pork, but something tells me that if you ask me off podcast, if I'd eat a pork, my answer would be different. Oh, although I will say if I am eating it Chewbacca style, I'm taking off the feet first. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up, fam. That is fucked up. But uh, thank you, Jim. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, hearing from you every week is amazing. And yeah, thank you for emailing us about uh, eating my children. I appreciate it. Love it. Um, do you want to read Adele's? Sure, I'll read Adele's. Okay. For those who don't know Adele is one of my friends from college who started listening to the show and I didn't know she was and then we found out and it was very cool. Yeah, she's awesome. One of my favorite uh, emailers and people on Twitter. And she's she's having another kid, right? Yeah. Congrats. Well, she's having name her first it Porg. Kid. Oh, wow. First kid, name it Porg. Or no, no, name it Mendo. Name it Mendo. If it's a boy, name it Mendo. If it's a girl, name it Menda. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> episode 50. Already? It seems both so much longer and shorter at the same time. I will attempt to answer these as myself and not play my usual game of trying to guess Emily's answer. <laughs> Bad allowed 900 for that. Fuck, Mary kill. One. A standard. Ray, Finn, and Poe. I choose to marry Ray because she's just the sweetest yet determined woman. Fuck Poe because of the intensity and kindness shown his relationship with BB-8. That defaults to kill Finn, unless it can be a threesome with him and Poe instead. <laughs> okay, so we'll do these. We'll do these as we come because there's a couple of them. So, mm-hmm. Ray, Finn, and Poe. Uh, fuck Poe, marry Ray, kill Finn. So, like, same answer because uh, Poe Dameron. Yes. What about you? Oh man, this is hard. Ah. Uh... Because, I mean, who doesn't want to fuck Oscar Isaac? Because he's genuinely one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen. He's pretty. Like, he's pretty. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I love Poe. I don't know if I want to marry Poe. Because Poe is difficult. I mean, you can just fuck him, you know. That's just like a... Yeah, I know. I'm just deciding whether the difficulty of Poe is worth the rest of it because I really do I, I love that character yeah um, I, don't, I don't know if I can kill I, I think I want to marry Finn oh congrats because Finn is he's just so sweet and he cares about people so much yeah he's somebody who if you're friends with him would do anything for you and so I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Finn. I'm gonna fuck Poe, which means I have to kill Ray, which is not a decision that I like. <sighs> but I feel like I would have a happier marriage with Finn. Not Ray. Yeah. She'd be such a good wife. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I think Finn would be a good husband, and I think Finn, like Finn, would be a great guy to come home to at the end of the day. Like, yeah. if you had a really bad day at work, I'd want to go home to Finn. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. All right. Want to move on to number two? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Number two, a family. Luke, Leia, Anakin, <laughs> slash Darth Vader. I'd like to spend my life with Leia, but I think she'd also be fun in bed. So I think I have to marry Luke, fuck Leia, and kill Anakin. Um, hmm. I'm gonna kill Anakin. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna marry Leia, because while I don't think that Luke would be a particularly fun fuck, I also don't want to get married to him. And I can't fuck Anakin because it's just too friggin' weird. Because he's bad. And not the kind of bad. Well, no, but bad. he's not the kind of bad that I enjoy. He's too, yeah. whiny, he's too whiny bad. So he's going to die. Yeah. All right. Um, I'd probably do the same. Probably kill Vader. 
I think because I said I don't know if I want to marry Luke or Leia because it's like I'm having sex with both of them, but like one of them is just a fuck. But then it's like I'm marrying one of them. Um, yeah, I think I'd fuck Luke, marry Leia. Like, yeah, I don't think it'd be anything special with Luke. Like, I don't know. I just I don't see him as a no, no. All right. Yeah. Three. These were suggestions from Adele's husband, and they are hey! Kylo, Kylo, Lando, and Ray. An interesting combination Kate came up with. I would still have to marry Ray, obviously fuck Lando, and kill Kylo. Um, Kylo's dying. Um, I think. Okay, I think in this case, marry Ray, fuck Lando, because Lando's not really the marrying type. I mean, maybe if it was like an open marriage. Yeah. I think he'd be open to that. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. Um Yeah, I think I would fuck Kylo, kill Lando, marry Ray. Okay. And the last one, the droids. BB eight K two L3. I would marry BB-8, fuck L3, and kill K2. I'm so sorry, as K2 and L3 is an OTP for me. <laughs> oh my That's god, cute. actually, yeah. They'd be really cute. Um, Yeah, I think I'm the same there. I obviously, fuck L3. I don't even, I don't even quite... <laughs> like, BB-8, I mean, I guess he has like... <laughs> attachments for lack of a better word, but I don't, I don't, still the idea of, I mean, L3 is more, is at least vaguely humanoid. And yeah. also, yeah, and also she's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So yeah, marry BB-8 because BB-8 would be a very good husband and K2 is dying. I would marry BB-8, but I would switch it around. I would kill L3 and fuck L3. K2SO. Okay. Yeah. All right. And she also has some top threes for us. And says, oh I'm my gonna, gosh. <laughs> this, no, this is good. This is exactly what we asked for. I know. This is perfect. A bunch of these. Top three. I'm going to break the rules a bit because I don't have my own answers for some. And number one, top three couples you ship, either established or not. Fuck. Um, Han and Leia. Obviously, like straight off the bat. Um, I'm going to go with my made up pairing of Mendo and Mon Mothma, mostly because it amuses me. <laughs> and, hmm. Cad Bane and his hat. Dude. Mm, I have I have better one. Um, no order. Um, Han and Leia, Mendo in his cape. No, sorry, Mendo in the hat. And um, Anakin and Padme for uh, good old time's sake, because that was the first uh time that I felt something over fictional characters was, you know, the tragedy of them. So, mm. yeah. 
Um, top three visuals. I feel that the Battle of Crate and the Praetorian Guard fight from TLJ would make my list not sure what else. Mm. Uh, Battle of Crate's definitely up there for me. I mean, just the, just the the contrast there with the red and the and the salt is so striking. Um, the Holdo maneuver, seeing that ship blow, is so fucking cool, especially combined with with the silence in the theater. And oh man. I think for me, the other one in a super creepy way, because it's so, it's like really scary and, um, and striking is when, when Hawks is giving his big fascist speech in, in TFA and you pull back and you see all the troopers and everybody lined up. Oh yeah. That's fucking brutal. Um, mine are, uh, the Praetorian Guard fight, like, the very beginning when, like, uh, they kill Snoke and then when Snoke got dead and then, uh, they're facing back to back. That's probably one of my, like, all-time favorite visuals. Um, the scene in Revenge of the Sith where Anakin is sitting in the Jedi Temple and, like, Padme is in, like, her apartment and then it's, like, the, they're, like, staring at each other, like, from, like, a distance. Like, I feel like that's, like, one of my favorite scenes, like, very, for me, underrated scene in Star Wars because it's like you feel the pain from both of them because she's just like boy what the fuck you doing and he's like I gotta save you like it's just such an emotional scene like and that was kind of like the deciding fact for Anakin to be like I have to do this to save my wife I have to uh, you know dark side and everything so um another one <sighs> fuck um okay um bu- 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 visual uh twin sons okay yeah definitely oh yeah always loved that and i always get the feels uh listening to that and seeing that i remember watching that the first time after uh a luke's death in the last jedi and it was like sad you know (laughs) like it's really sad when you think about it it's like we've literally seen like the birth of death of like luke skywalker like isn't that fucking crazy yeah Okay, uh, number three. Top three lines that send a shiver down your spine, for good or bad reasons. I know you've done best, worst lines, but I'm especially wondering about the lines that linger or strike you every time you hear them. Um. Oh, man. I sort of wish I had read this email beforehand so I could have thought about this a bit longer. Um. Off the top of my head, the um, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. Mm. That's a good one. Um, I think it's hard to get much more. I mean, it's such a it's such a cliched one now, but no, I am your father. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I was six, and I so and the internet didn't exist, and you know the prequels weren't there yet, so I didn't know, and so that was. That's that's something that's always going to stick with me, even if it is, you know, the like most quoted line that people quote wrong. But uh, I don't know. Those are the only two I can think of right now. I'll think about it some more if I come up with one while we're talking about the rest of this email. 
Hmm. Um. God, uh, I feel like you know I'm the same way with the "I'm a Jedi before me." That one's a chilling one. Um. Another one is in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin is on Mustafar and talking, being all crazy and shit and talking to Padme being like, we can rule the galaxy together. Like, it's just, it's so, like, haunting and mm-hmm. so sad, you know, seeing a character, you know, you go from, like, the very beginning of the movie where he's, like, helping out Obi-Wan and, you know, he refuses to leave him when he's all fainted and shit and that ship and then you go to now where he's just, like, fuck the Jedi, fuck everything the only thing that matters is us. And like, that's just so toxic and haunting. I mean, he's haunting at least 25 times in the past 20 seconds. Um, God, number one. I can't think of anything else for, um, probably the you're nothing line from Kylo. And he's talking to Ray, like after they defeat the Praetorian guards, like, you know, like I just remember feeling like, we almost got Ben back and then like him doing that speech and just being like, God damn it. But yeah, those are mine. Um, do you want me to read the resp- uh, the other part of the email? The No, it's fine. I can keep going. Okay. One. Okay. A few responses I've been, that have been building up because Adele, I know was catching up with the show in the past couple mm-hmm. episodes. So, one, a while ago, Emily was explaining how Jedi are much more boring than Sith in bed. I think in relation to a fuck, marry, kill with Ventress. In my experience, it is usually the more repressed people who are bigger freaks in bed than the people who wear bondage gear in public. There's also something about the barely restrained intensity that makes me think a Jedi might really work it out in ways that could be amazing if you could get past their barriers. Uh, I, in my experience, that's true t- to an extent... And I, I feel like the most of the Jedi, not all the Jedi, but a lot of the Jedi are on the other side of that, where it's, it's no, they actually are that boring. Like, uh, like, not all the time. Like, I think, like, Dooku, I think, is probably pretty fucking boring in bed. But I don't, I, I think Ventress carries that rage with her everywhere, including sex. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like a lot of the Jedi would just be too, just too, I don't know. I'm almost probably even just too gentle, to the point of just it being, again, incredibly dull. I mean, obviously there'd be, there'd be exceptions to that, um, because we do see some some intensity in some of them. But uh, again, like Luke, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of agree with this. Like, the repressed people that are bigger freaks in bed. Yeah, it's always quiet ones. But, um. But yeah, it, like, it, a lot of the times the quiet ones are actually just quiet ones. I mean, though, having sex with a Jedi, like, you know, they. I don't know, because it's like you could be. Start off boring, but then it's like you can be like, "Hey, man, like this ain't cutting it. Like you need to." Yeah, but I feel like they're like I don't feel I feel like I don't feel like Obi Wan Kenobi is just going to be apologetic if he like does anything. When you maybe if you assure him that it's okay, 
you know, like maybe that they can get to the point where it's like it's not. Yeah, but see, I don't want to have to reassure somebody eight billion times. Yeah, but maybe you'll need to reassure them like five. You just never know. You know, like I wonder if him, him and Asajj, like that would be an interesting bang. She would definitely take control. But anyways, anyways. Yeah. Okay, number two. In the Clone Wars, one thing I started noticing at some point, not sure if I wasn't paying attention or if things changed. The propaganda from Palpatine, particularly concerning the Jedi. It was one of the most chilling aspects to catch glimpses both in the ads and news of how he was spinning Jedi successes in such a way that undermined their credibility while still seeming to support the Order. Truly amazing writing. I was wondering if either of you had picked up on it. I might not, might not be to that point yet, so I encourage her to keep an eye out for it. There's some I remember, especially on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll keep an eye out for that. Um. Yeah, that's. Uh, I always forget to mention that. But, yeah, I feel like uh, the Clone Wars, you definitely get to see how Palpatine, you know, took a rise of power. Like, he obviously saw the mistakes of the Jedi and, you know, had people see it. You know, especially with, like, the stuff with the Senate and all that stuff. Like, that was that that one Senate arc. Like, he knew how to manipulate everything. Like, he's a fucking genius, unfortunately. So, he's, he's really chilling. Like, um... There's some things happen in season five. I, th- I believe it's the beginning of season five that um, he has to do with. And it's probably some of the best in the series. So looking forward to hearing what you think about that. Alrighty. Number three. I was on vacation and finished three episodes in just a few days. That causes some very vivid dreams about shopping for porgs and pregnant women. Just FYI. <laughs> At number four, I love my Canto by Dispatch shirt. Oh, thank you. Happy 50th, Kate. Can't wait for the 100th, Adele. Thank you so much, Adele. And thank you for giving us so much fucking awesome content to talk about. I know. You're great. Like, you're one of my favorite uh, people from the podcast that we have met. And hearing, uh, hearing your emails, reading your emails is always a delight. And congrats. Porg dreams. You're welcome. <laughs> I think that means you're having a porg. Oh, congrats. Name it Mendo. And if it's a girl, Menda. Remember that. Remember that, Adele. All right. Um, do you want me to play Turbo's um, sure. voicemail? All right. This is from Turbo. He says, thought I'd send a voicemail for this momentous occasion. Um, I did not take one. I did it in one take. I did did, did it in one take. Sorry. I did not take one. I did it in one take. So be kind. Love your work, Turbo. Thank you, Turbo. I'll play it right now. All right. Let's hope this works. Hello there, Canto Biters. Congratulations on your 50th episode. Um, I normally send through emails, but this time I thought I'd send a voicemail. Um, I thought I'd go that extra mile or kilometer, given the special occasion of your 50th. (laughs) Anyway, um, I've enjoyed listening to your friendship grow since that very first Canto Bite episode almost a year ago. I'm still not even sure if you have, if you two have actually met in real life. Um, No. Not sure, but are you going to meet at Celebration or before that? Um, Let us know. So what do I love about Canterbite Dispatch? Um, there are many, many things to love. I love how Brittany gets to watch movies during her work hours. And she seems to have 
never seen any famous movies from the 80s and 90s. Um, I think we need to fix that. Yeah, we do. I love how Emily struggles and sighs her way through her reviews of the Clone Wars episodes. <laughs> I actually feel the same way. Um, I love how Emily gracefully dislikes a movie like Solo. Um, Emily's pure class. Yes. Anyway, um, but most of all, I love your monthly Mendo movie reviews. I always ask myself in this situation, what would Mendo do? Look, I'm no actor, um, and Mendo's untouchable in that in that space. I'm just a dad who's quite fond of the old Star Wars, but as a special voicemail treat for your 50th episode, I'm going to give you a special rendition of Turbo Does Mendo Does Animal Kingdom Does The Lion King. All right. Oh, my God. I need a shot of whiskey and maybe a cigarette for this. Oh, my God. All right. I'm I'm almost ready. Here it goes. All right. I'm going to be a mighty king, so enemies beware. I'm going to be the main event like no king was before. I'm brushing up on looking down. I'm working on my raw. No one's saying do this. No one's saying be there. No one's saying stop that. No one's saying see here. Free to run around all day free to do it my way oh i just can't wait to be king <laughs> oh yeah i just can't wait to be king tom chansky <laughs> from the bottom of my heart lindo and downtown bruto thank you for your podcast um may there be many many more and may that force be with you and you <laughs> oh, oh turbo that was the greatest thing I've ever listened to. I'm so glad that I don't listen to these before we record. Me too, because usually I do. Because that was amazing. <laughs> and thank you for all the lovely things that you said about us. I can't wait to be King Tom Chansky. <laughs> oh, thank you. But yeah, um, hopefully... Emily and I will be meeting at Celebration. I might be planning a trip to New York in... I don't know. Because I, I want to meet Emily before Celebration. Like, that's that's the goal. So maybe I'll end up in New York sometime in 2019 before Celebration. That'd be Who very knows? cool. Who knows? But I'm... Because... I'm graduating in December and I always have to be doing something. So I have to <laughs> obviously I have to find a job, <laughs> but like I, I want to like have like a little break before I have to like sit down and be like, all right, what the fuck am I doing with my life? So like I kind of want to have like some time to like, you know, like go go to places and do things that I normally wouldn't do. And I feel like that's something I normally wouldn't do is go to New York <laughs> and, you know, meet up with some of my favorite people that I've met online. So definitely will try to plan that but god that was such a great email and yeah I, I need to watch more movies at work <laughs> <laughs> but thank you turbo um you want to go ahead and read the next one yeah so we have an email from rabia uh she sends in good emails to us very detailed great emails um and she says why X and Y movies are similar. Hello, Canto Biters. I hope that you're both doing well. I came out of Solo, was kind of shocked how positive most of Star Wars podcasts I listen to it are. 
And relieved, Emily felt the same way and I wasn't just crazy. But while watching Solo, I thought of another movie that is fairly recent that made a lot of same mistakes, but as the public consensus agreed was bad. Here are five similarities between Solo, <laughs> Star Wars Story, and Suicide Squad. This is great. This is great. Okay, number one, an, ability, an inability to let criminals be despicable. I don't want the hateful eight, but I watched our crew in both movies be more evil than what we got. In Suicide Squad, the squad can't fight humans, but instead faceless zombie-like creatures, so they are 100% in the right, but doesn't make the fight uninteresting. In Solo, the crew sits by a campfire talking about how they're all going to retire after one last job and then the importance of love. Even when Beckett betrays Han, he said not to trust anyone. It felt like he wasn't even that despicable. These movies could have still been PG-13 and given us a greater sense of moral ambiguity. Ambigu yeah, I think yeah, yeah, I think that's a really good point. It is. Even though, like, I, I liked that campfire scene for, like, what it was, it's like... Uh, uh, yeah, for, for a, a crew of criminals... They're all just, like, nice. Yeah, like, there wasn't anything, like, I wasn't scared of any of them, you know? All right. Um, sorry, my headphones are falling off of my ears because I have a, my hair is in a bun, so I don't know how to wear head, or my headphones when my hair is in a bun. Or, yeah, words. Anyway, and number two. A weak main villain. In Suicide Squad, the main villain has a typical takeover slash destroy the world plan, and we're given very little backstory personality. In Solo, the main villain is barely in the movie, so when the final fight is over, I have the feeling of, wait, that's it? Jonah Voss was never an established as a great fighter, so I don't feel a whole lot of tension. He's just a crazy pervert who can't go on a scene without filling up Kira. Oh my god, I agree with that last statement. He was so creepy and just the way that he would touch Kira, like, it just makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, definitely. I mean, he did buy her. Yeah. Which, not a lot of people talk about that. Just saying. Like, he was just... I, not that he was just, like, creepy for no reason, but if you have a character like that in a movie, you should have used them more. Like, if you have that, like, kind of hinted that he fucking bought someone and that's his slave, basically, or that, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I know, like, it's, Solo is your, like, it's a family, like, it's geared, you know, slightly younger than, like, Rogue One, but I feel, I don't know, then maybe, then maybe don't do that at all. Yeah. But either way, I I do feel like he needed to feel like more of a menace. I mean, like he felt like a creep, but he didn't as much as they told us he was a threat. They didn't do a very good job of showing that he was a real threat. Yeah. I agree. I think it's weird that this movie didn't really have like a big bad villain. But at the same time, like, Rogue One... Well, I'm not like, I'm not dissing Rogue One, but, like, Mendo was the villain. But, like, there wasn't really... You know what? Never mind, there was. Because you know, there was Vader, there was Mendo, Tarkin, like, people that we knew were bad. But, yeah, I... Yeah, that's... 
yeah, that's kind of weird because it's like we thought the Enfys Nest was bad and then she took off her helmet. She was this cool chick, you know. But anyways, um, number three, female characters poorly used. In Suicide Squad, there are multiple butt shots of Harley Quinn <laughs> and she provides nothing of value to the crew in terms of fighting skills or smarts. She's just there to be sexy. In Solo, it's almost like they're trying hard to fulfill the trope of only having one female crew member on the team. They kill the first black woman in Star Wars within five minutes of scream time. Bravo, Disney. They kill all three in her first mission, leaving Kira as the only one left. Enfys Ness is the only woman of, with agency, and she doesn't get killed slash not sexualized, and this movie could have treated this female characters better. Yup. Yeah. I agree. Like, I I was sad that they killed, like, um, Val in the beginning. And I understand, like, why people were, like, so furious. Like, that's probably, like, one of the main reasons why a lot of people don't like this movie. Like, I agree. Like, I was sad, too, but that was, that didn't get me to be, like, this movie. Like, I'm done, but, um, yeah. Suicide Squad. I'm reminded of that trash film. <laughs> and I just, and she mentioned, like, the butt shots of Harley Quinn. Like, there has to be, like, more than 20 butt shots. Like, that's the fact that bad. I can, the fact that I can, like, remember her ass shows how bad it was. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Number five, or four. I can't count. Number four, the cinematography. In both movies, I could barely see anything. So much of Solo takes place in darkness or surrounded by Snoke to the point where I couldn't see anything and mentally, emotionally checked out of the movie. Likewise with Suicide Squad, where the monsters were a darker shade of black to be visible in a dark background. Rogue One had their final battle in bright daylight, and the third act is what people most loved in the movie, because you can actually see the action. So I was on edge of the seat the whole time. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I actually, like the- yeah. I feel like that's the the whole lighting thing is a problem in a movie lot. Of, well, no, it's a problem in a lot of superhero movies, mm, yeah. where it's it's too dark or it's just shot in such a way that you can't clearly follow the action. Yeah. I feel like with the movies, like, why it's so dark is because they're doing a lot of CGI and, like, they don't want to spend a lot of money. And they're just like, well, it's dark, so it's okay. But at the same time, Solo spent a shit ton of money. money, And um, how much is it made in the box office? I feel like I hear it all the time. Like, I was just listening to the Sith list before this and they said how much movie it's made. But I think they said, like, less than or, like, a little more than, like, 500 million. Not billion. Million. But... <sighs> yeah, you're right. Cinematography. All right. Uh, number five, wasted actors. I could never want anyone else to play Harley Quinn but Margot Robbie. And after seeing Solo, I really enjoyed Alden Ankreich. And Enreich. Enreich. Can't read. Aaron but Reich? The sc- Aaron Reich. Can't read. Thank you. But the script doesn't really give either very many moments. Just have Harley make a bad joke and be attractive and solo we already knew that han would win the falcon and fire the kessel run but nothing we hadn't heard before only part that is new for the character is his relationship with kira which had no concrete finality at the end yeah like it was a relationship i'm glad we got romance in star wars but literally that was it it was two lovers that saw each other again after years and she was like yeah i don't know and then the final part when she's like yeah i'll join you just give me a minute and then she leaves without him 
<sighs> All right. Uh, sorry for the long email. Happy 50th episode. And if anybody liked either movie, that's fine. You're not wrong to like them. I just feel like these similarities are too obvious to ignore. Keep on podcasting. Rabia. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. This next email's good. I already have thoughts. Emily, do you want to read it? Okay. And this is from Alex. Oh, hi, Alex. And this says, Howdy, Emily and Brittany. Congratulations oh. on getting to 50 episodes. This has become one of my favorite Star Wars pods because of the great dynamic you both have together and how goddamn funny every episode <laughs> is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And, and your thirst for Star Wars characters speaks to me because I, too, crush hard on so many of them. Hell yeah. On that note, what are your top three beards slash facial hair in Star Wars? Mine are Obi-Wan. Do I really need an explanation? Qui-Gon. It's a dynamic beard and fits Liam, Neeson, Liam Neeson's face perfectly. Bail Organa because Jimmy Smith pulls off that goatee magnificently. Looking forward to the next 50 episodes and may the force be with you. From your faithful Canto bitch, Alex. Oh, and by the way, one one person we didn't give thanks to that we should have is Dom for coming up with the Dom. phrase Canto Bitch. I love Dom. The first person I met for their Star Wars fandom. All right. I have a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One is that beards. Second all of Obi-Wan's beards are great. Third. Okay. Why didn't anyone ever tell me, or why isn't this out there, that it's so hard to wear makeup and kiss a guy with a beard? Like, why didn't anyone, like, it's, it's impossible to find makeup that like stays on your fucking face because like beards, like beards are amazing and all, but like I suffer. <laughs> but anyways, random rant, but I love beards, but my makeup doesn't. Um, Obi Wan, Yeah. Qui-Gon. Yeah. For some reason I thought that Cassian had a beard. He kind of does. It's more of a mustache, but he's like pretty sexy too. So I want to count that. But, like, shout out to Harrison Ford because, like, there was a picture of him. I think Alex posted of, like, him with a beard. And I was like, I, this is great. So, like, that's, that's in my beard, too, is beard top three or whatever, is Harrison Ford with a beard because he's beautiful. Have you seen him with the beard? Because oh, he's yeah. beautiful. He's pretty. What about you? Um, Obi-Wan's definitely up there, I guess. Um, when I mean, you can't, yeah, Bail Organa, the, the goat. I normally like, I don't like goatees, but some people can pull them off, and Jimmy Smith definitely can. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, there's something like, there's something so like, I know, I know Bail Organa is like devoted. The husband he loves his like I know that but there's something so like 60s slash 70s playboy about him and it, it could just be because like Jimmy Smith is just one of those guys 
who just sort of exudes that, or at least did when he was when he was younger. So he's definitely on the list. Um. Mm. I'm trying to think of even if I have a third one. I don't know that I do. Did your audience like freak out and applause when they saw Jimmy Smith's in Rogue One? Or was that just mine? I, I think so. I don't really remember. Yeah, that's one thing I remember was just for some reason, everyone in my theater was just really excited to see Jimmy Smith's. And I agreed. Like, I was like, yeah, prequel characters. But yeah. <sighs> but his is more like a goatee. Oh, 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 Lando's mustache. Yeah, Lando's mustache is good. Definitely Lando's mustache. That's good. Either young or old Lando. Either way. Mm. All right. Thank you, Alex, for the emails. Me, email. Singular. <laughs> Appreciate ya. Um, let's see. Uh, Rebecca said to ask this one, right? Yeah, because yeah, we didn't yeah, okay. the other one instead. Okay. Um, uh, Kanto Bitch Dom, he says, happy 50th. It's Hello, it's dispatchers. Kanto Bitch number one. It's Kanto Bitch Dom. Kanto Bitch number one. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Dom, you're number he's one very, in our He's very hearts. sensitive about it. <laughs> he's very sensitive, yeah. But like, when he... When we were talking about how Rebecca's the top can or uh, the head Kanto Bitch, yeah, he... You, you can have a head canto bitch, number one canto bitch at the same time. It's canon. Pablo Hidalgo would say so. Anyways, uh, hello, dispatchers. I wish I had a typical Dom email for you, but I don't. An idea came to mind just now, but I simply don't have enough time to pull it off, perhaps for the 100th. I'll hold you to that. Anyways, just wanted to congratulate you two on 50 episodes. It's been a fun ride watching, er, listening to you two. Jell is a team to create very entertaining show and gain the appreciation, appreciation and recognition from your peers and community. Can't wait to see, damn it, I mean, hear <laughs> what you have in store for the next 50. Love, Canto Bitch number one. Aww, thank you. Dom. And thank you. Like, Dom's been super supportive from the beginning. And he's awesome and we love him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> he's great. Speaking of awesome and supportive, we also got an email from Catherine... Yay. And this is says, Congratulations, Canto Biters. Thanks for bringing the fun back to Star Wars for 49 episodes. It's been delightful to have someone to talk silly things about Star Wars. Happy 50th. May your dreams be Mendo-filled. Thank you. Fingers crossed. Yep. 50. Yes. Every day will be a Mendo-full day. Thank you. Um... Andy. Hello, Andy. Welcome back. Uh, he has a top three for us. Top three favorite lines from the Disney era movies. His are happy beeps. That's not how the force works. And let the past die. Kill it. Happy 50th episode. Look forward to more. Thank you, Andy. Um, Emily, what are your top three uh, lines from Disney era movies? Um, oh, look, it's Lyra back from the dead. <laughs> It's, it's such a fucking good line. Um, I do. Um, oh man, let me think. 
Uh, do you know yours? Because I can think some more. Yeah. Um, power we are dealing with here is immeasurable. I don't know if that can count. I want it to count. It counts in my heart. Okay. Um. Hmm. I, for some reason, I love that to me she is royalty. I feel like every time I hear that, my heart melts. Um, oh, I love, um, I'd, I'd trust her with my life. Fuck. Oh, and then when they mentioned like the Jedi, when Mon Moth was talking about Bale's Jedi friend, I'm just like, no. Ugh, <laughs> uh, Rogue One. I just feel like every time I talk about Rogue One, I'm like, God, that was just such a great movie. Um. I think that's two. Um, General Hugs is good, but <laughs> I, I feel I feel like there's like more that I can't think of that are like really good lines. I'm gonna like drive. I have to drive after this to destinations, and I'm gonna be driving and be like, "Damn it!" Oh, um, the other one I had to I had to look it up to find the exact quote, but it's 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 Maz. I am no Jedi, but I know the force. It moves through and surrounds every mm. living thing. Close your eyes. Feel it. The light. It's always been there. It will guide you. The saber. Take it. That's a really good one. Oh, and basically everything Poe, all of Poe's dialogue when he's being tortured is fucking hilarious. You'll find him full of surprises. I think he says that. I'm not sure now thinking about it but pose great all right um you want to read the next one sure let me get to it oh from rashad yay uh and listen to rashad and justin's podcast will communication it's a great pod the big five oh Hi, ladies. Congrats on hitting 50 episodes maybe one day justin and i will get there podcasts are built on hope <laughs> I'm excited for Star Wars Celebration Chicago, and I was thinking the other day about the potential panels during the convention. Other than the hopefully guaranteed panel for nine, what panel would you be most interested in seeing? Is there something you particularly hope to see? Also, in Celebration of 50, of course I have a fuck Mary kill for you. Lando in the yellow solo outfit, Lando in the tropical solo outfit at the end of the film, Lando outfit in Empire Strikes Back. I'd fuck yellow, Ooh. marry Empire, and kill Tropical. It's still a win-win all around, though, because Lando. May the Lando be with you, and congrats on the milestone. Keep up the great work on your most on this most excellent podcast. Your Lando, Rashad. P.S. Can I be a Panto bitch? Please advise on number and rank. Thank you. General. I mean, yes, you can. Yes. General. Yes. Okay, that's fine. General Canto bitch. Congrats, Rashad. Um, mm. well, uh, first off, uh, panels I'm looking forward to probably the episode nine panel would be the, uh, would be one. I'm trying to think, excuse my yawning, but I'm trying to think of what panel I'd be like, I'm like, I have to, if I miss this, like I will hate everything, but I can't think of anything yet. I feel like they're going to come up with something and be like, I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. I don't know. What about you? I mean, I mean, I'd lo- I, I hope, I hope Mark does something. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, something for the TV show, the live action one. 
Um, I would what I would okay. Here's my one something I would absolutely love that's never going to happen is I would love a panel of here's ideas we had that never came to fruition. Dude, oh god, Lucasfilm would never do that. I'm, but I'm, I'd love that. I know, but I'm I'm. It's something I'm fascinated by. Is is when we hear like and occasionally we hear we know like bits and pieces of stuff they were going to do on Clone Wars that they never did, but I'm I'm so interested in that stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting. That would be God. That's a good thought. Hmm. Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm somebody who always loves to know like oh such and such like was going to direct this movie and then they never d- ended up doing it and I'm like oh man what would that yeah. been like. You know, like the whole, like, what if David Lynch had directed, like, uh, I forget whether it was, I think it was Empire, it might have been Return, I think it was Empire, but I'm like, oh, man, that's a, that's just something that's so, like, it, it's such a small thing that changes mm-hmm. everything, and I, and I'm just, I, I love that shit. Yeah, me too. That's interesting. That would be an interesting panel. Or or just yeah. Here's what Rogue One was going to be. Mm. Give us all the deleted or the scenes taken out. Like I would, yeah. I would give. Yeah, I don't care. Like I don't care if there's not enough of them that were actually shot to compile a whole movie. Man, I want to see that original. I would give my kidney to see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or. I want to see those fucking Revenge of the Sith scenes that I still haven't seen. I want to see that fucking scene of Anakin, no, Obi-Wan talking to Padme in the apartment about how Anakin's a shady bitch and that, yeah, I, I need to see that. <laughs> need to see that. I've been bitching for years, to see, more than 10 years to see that scene. Still hadn't seen it in the books. Scene they have, like, when they are talking about you know, like the documentaries, like there's like they literally have like them filming that scene, but that's it. Like that's all they have is just proof that that scene was recorded. They still haven't done anything with it yet, and it makes me mad that they haven't released it. But anyways, yeah, that. Um. All right, fuck Mary Kill Orlando's. Um. Real quick, um, Mary, Empire Strikes Back, kill Yellow, Mary Tropical. Hmm. I like the tropical. The tropical is fun, but I think I'm gonna kill the tropical. I love the tropical. Cause it's a bit goofy. Like I mean, it's Lando, so it works and it's awesome. But you know, somebody you got to kill one of them. Yeah. And then I'm going to fuck Yellow outfit. And marry Empire. That's fair. Because who... Yeah, because it's Billy D. You have to marry Billy D. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Rashad. Anyway, thank you, Rashad. Yeah. Another amazing person in this fandom. All right. Um, we have an email from Natalia. She says, Hi, girls. Happy 50th episode. A poem for you. <laughs> I just started listening to you recently. You guys are so much fun. Continue what you're doing. Let's talk about Kylo Ren's bum. Thank you. 
Um, I haven't really looked at his butt. Some dudes have like, no, we're not going there. But um, thank you. Thank you for the lovely poem. We need more poems. All right. Yeah, send us poems. Yeah, send us poems, fuck, Mary kills, top threes, and poetry. Uh, last but not least. Definitely not least. To me, he's royalty. <laughs> King Tom sent us a voice. King of all Toms. King of all Toms. Whenever I see a Tom other than King Tom, I know he's not the king because he's not King Tom. But this is King Tom right here, and he has a voicemail for us. And I'll play it right now. Hey, Brito and Lindo. It's King Tom. First of all, congratulations on the 50 episodes. I don't know how you did it, but I think it's awesome that you guys got Marvel to commemorate this episode uh, next week by releasing the Vader annual written by Chuck Wendig with a <laughs> string Mendo. Looking forward to that, and I think, you know, it's, it's great that they did that for you. The reason I'm calling in this week, I was poking around on the old YouTube, and I noticed that July 15th today is the one-year anniversary of when they released the Last Jedi behind-the-scenes video at D23 last year. And this was the first time that we saw a lot of things about The Last Jedi, namely Porgs. I think it was the first time on video or, you know, we got something official seeing what a Porg looked like. And then that changed all of our lives. But I wanted to ask, you know, looking back, what did you think of The Last Jedi when you saw this video for the first time or for the first 10 times? Um, what did you have right what did you have wrong for me uh, looking back i think i you know I, I like that first teaser we got at celebration but i liked this video a lot more even though you know it was like behind the scenes stuff and a lot of unfinished effects and stunt fighting and things like that and i can really see how a lot of it fits in the movie but when i first saw it I was completely clueless as to where the movie was going. I thought they were really hinting at Ray turning dark. Um, I didn't know what the sequence of events was going to be. I thought, I pretty much thought it was going to be, you know, all the crate stuff was going to happen early in the movie. I didn't know what this weird undercover mission that Rosen and Finn posing as uh, first order officers was going to be. I had all that wrong. Um, but, and, you know, I, I developed my story in my head for how it was going to go, and I was completely wrong, and I was fine with that. I was good with that. I don't think that this video led a mistake or knowingly led us down the wrong path story-wise. And I think most of the stuff we saw in there, with the exception of that shot with Ray lifting the, the saber above her head while she has a hood on, I think pretty much everything was in the movie. And... That was nice to see, too. But the movie we got was, I, I loved it, obviously, and it was so much better than what I had in my head. And seeing this video, you know, I watched it again the other day. I'm still like, wow, that's how that all fits together. So that's where I am with that. I'm just wondering, you know, looking back, what do you guys think about it? 
anyway, you know, thank you for being here every Friday with awesome episodes to, you know, make the March of the weekend a little bit better. And uh, I'm looking forward to whatever you guys have going on next. I'll talk to you later. Oh, thank you, King Tom. Yeah, thank you. God, that really was a year ago. Yeah, you know, it definitely a lot of it was being, well, being wrong. But especially, like Tom mentions, being wrong on, of this, this sequence of things happened. Mm-hmm. Like I sort of, and, and figuring out like what the important pieces were. I thought we were going to have a lot more of Finn and Rose undercover. Like, I thought that was going to be, like, their whole story. Like, I thought that would probably be, like, like we'd, we'd see that for, like, the entire time that we were seeing them. Um, I don't, I don't remember what I thought about Crate. I know, like, when we were seeing some of the, the, the fighting and and stuff i definitely thought like that was going to be happening on octu like i thought i thought kylo and well what i thought it probably probably be the knights of ren i thought that was going to be a fight there yeah that's literally what i was thinking too was that there was going to be a fight with the knights of ren like we saw video of Daisy Ridley training with multiple people, and obviously, I thought those people were the Knights of Ren. Yeah, and I, in my head, I put that together with the scene of her when we see her running with the saber. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that it was, you know, it would be her running to that fight. Oh yeah, we did see her in the hood with a lightsaber. That was. Oh, yeah, we did see Porgs, too, for the first time. God, I remember being there in that panel, like, seeing, like, Daisy Ridley, and I don't know if Oscar Isaac was there. I think uh, just, who was all there? It was Mark, obviously. Dom Hall was there, I think? Not uh, Adam Driver. Uh, it makes me sad that Adam Driver never goes to these things. No, Dom Hall wasn't there because they had no bad boys there, I don't think. Could be wrong. Um, Laura Dern was there. Kelly was there. Kelly Marie Tran. Love you, Kelly Marie Tran. I don't think you listen, but if you do, hello. Um, yeah. Trying to think of, like, I don't know. Like, I, even after watching those behind-the-scenes scenes, like, I still had no idea what the fuck this movie was about. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Yeah, well, no, like. Like Tom said, I, I too was I was glad that I was wrong about all this stuff because it meant that I got tons of surprises. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, like you know you know, because like Star Wars would do those things where it's like they show stuff in the trailers that they wouldn't have in the films, but like we, even like with this movie, I was like, I eh, they didn't show that, but I don't care. It's okay. Like, still, like, I got out of the movie, and I'm like, that's not what I expected, but I'm glad that everything happened the way it did. But, but yeah. Thank you, King Tom, for the voicemail. Thank you, everyone, for voicemail and email. Yeah, it was great to hear from so many people. 
It was very cool. And thanks for everybody who is, I mean, thanks for everybody who listens to Specially, everybody who's been with us from the beginning and has been super supportive, but also to people who, you know, just started listening recently. That's awesome. And it's, it's, it's good to know that people are still discovering the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It means a lot. Like every like, every retweet, every email, everything. It means so much. Every porg, every cape. Thank you. <sighs> well, you can <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can email us, you know, about anything you want us to talk about or opinions to share or fuck, marry, kill poems. or top three like you've heard us or poems like you've heard us been reading for the past hour. And that is CantoBitePod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. You can find our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash EFLind, or you can find it uh, a link to it in our Twitter profile. And Brittany, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as Canto Brit, on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger, and Emily, we do have new merch, right? Oh, yeah. It just, honestly, I I really wanted to get a, a mug that said, how you doing, Chewbacca? So now we sell one that says, how you doing, Chewbacca? And you could also get it on, like, a phone case or t-shirt or whatever. Mostly I just made it for myself. But <laughs> if you want one, you can now get one. Awesome. But, yeah, that was episode 50 of Candlebite Dispatch. Yeah, that's crazy. We thank you, Brittany, for doing this podcast with me for 50 episodes. Yeah. Thank you, Emily, for dealing with me and my bullshit. <laughs> no, but seriously, Emily, you're the best. Like, I, I'm i so thankful to have you and that you, you deal with me sometimes because I can be a little problematic sometimes. Like, I can't always record the, 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 the same date, the same time every week, and you're always so accommodating of my weird schedules and you know you're always willing to podcast with me every week even if you don't have star wars news and it, it means a lot to me well thank you for putting up with my you know sometimes not particularly nice clone wars rants they're my favorite and, <laughs> and you know i just i've i've loved doing the podcast i love that we've become really good friends through it yeah, and I really like doing it, and I'm, I'm, you know, we're here to stay for the foreseeable future. Can't wait for our relationship to blossom into a beautiful cape. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.